can you talk a bit about really Todd how we got here? You know, we we know that first GDPR started it all in Europe. They started all of these yeah. really, I'd say, public and conversational concerns. Uh, you know, then the CCPA followed California, and I know I was at Comcast at the time when this you know was really sprung on us, and we had a short amount of time to prepare for this yeah. privacy act. And then I went on to pods when it was time to implement it. Um, but, you know, companies have spent a tremendous amount of resources preparing for those things, these things really across the world. And, you know, it just keeps going. And there is an investment um, for companies to protect their consumers that should be made. And now, you know, larger entities are really forcing them, or in some cases, people like Apple are making the decision for them. You know, tell us about how we got here and, you know, where you see this going. Right. I mean, and you're right, it, it did start in Europe was more pronounced about these data collection practices. And, you know, historically, for other reasons, I think we can all think back and realize that, you know, the European Union in those countries, um, collecting data and databases unbeknownst to, to general people can have bad consequences, right? And we in the, in the United States, if you've been here for a while, you know, we've always been able to kind of not feel that in a, in a real personal way. And so when GDPR came over, and I remember, and you're right, it, this happened so quick, but the common reaction for a lot of clients was, oh, well, we're US-based. It doesn't apply to me. Right? <laughs> and then sure. very quickly comes CCPA with very similar concepts. You know, Safari and Firefox you see down there had already started blocking cross-site, which effectively makes cookies um, unable to track the users. Um, they didn't quite get as much press, but I know as a, a company that supplies descriptive data to enable like programmatic, we did see a decline in revenue simply because we couldn't attach those rich descriptive elements that brands want to qualify their impressions to people using those browsers, right? So it's it went from well, that only affects European company brands and European advertisers to very real headwinds in the short term and just and in really months. Um, and then Google, you're right. That's the. I really think they've been. They want to make the same changes because they see the same consumer trends and they do have a desire. All these browsers, you know, from an economy of scale, they're they're global products, right? And so just as we think of preemption here of the CCPA, and it would be a lot easier for us to deal with if we had a federal, one single federal regulation that preempted everything, those tech companies look at GDPR on the same scale, which is, it's much easier for me to manage a browser for one product across the globe, right? So they sort of need to adopt the, you know, the most conservative view on privacy from a global perspective. And so that's why the GDPR kind of led the way. And I think Google's looking at the business impact, uh, I, they realize that fingerprinting is far worse for consumer privacy than cookies. Um, it's not a, it's not a, you know, fingerprinting. You know, if in case you should know, like these are things. If you look the way browsers work today, lots of detailed information about your specific configuration of your browser is passed to the website, really for the purpose the website knows how to render itself, right? So, is this a small screen? Is this a big screen? How many colors does it have? Etc. So it really makes that experience pleasant for you. But there, when you throw in things like IP address on top of all those other options, it becomes almost a one-to-one -one, uh, configuration. And so that uh, 
marketing companies or ad tech companies storing that in the background as ways to say, oh, I've seen this browser before, becomes a way around the cookie. But if you look over to the left and you see CCPA, there's no one describing that finger pinching techniques are being used uh, while you, every time you open up a browser. So I think Google's really focused that that's, that's the practice. That practice needs to be eliminated. Otherwise, turning off cross-site might make things worse. Um, and then the other thing, I, and I do think they're genuine in this, is you know, Google as a company is a search engine, right? That's where the vast majority of their profits come from. Almost everything else you know, compared to search is closer to break-even. And what really enables that is a healthy uh, web ecosystem where people are seeking out content, they feel safe, and they're actively using it multiple times a day. And so they were, I think they, do, they are concerned that if they move too fast, you know, you saw, you quoted some of those numbers. We're going to see some more numbers later of the impact it has on advertisers that they're worried that it could collapse the ecosystem too quickly, right? And that's, that's not good for their business. And frankly, it's not good for consumers either. So it's, yeah. um, let's see. And that's the rolling date, 2023. I mean, Lucy, I'd love your opinion. Do you think 2023 will be the real date or do you think it'll move again? Yeah, I mean, they've been kicking the can down the road, right? 18 months to two years, I think about. If I had to go back again, I should have checked my date before we got on here. You know, it's, I, I think it's a big executive decision on their part. Do we keep kicking the can down the road or do we, I guess I like to say, pull up our big boy pants and, you know, make it happen, bite the bullet, take the hit on valuation, and then know where we're starting from and move forward. I mean, it is a big for a company of that size and and all they all say in finger quotes control, you know, in terms of search and SEO being the major search and SEO provider, you know, there I think somebody over there has run the numbers, you know, if they, you know, yeah. pull the plug, what's gonna happen. And so thus we're seeing them kicking the can down the road. I think my prediction is ultimately they have to do something. Um, and and I think there's my guess is they're still figuring that out. Yeah, big, totally. And then one, be a big the nut. one other already, thing I know. I was oh, say, we've already seen a big nut for Facebook and Snap and companies like that. And so, yeah. I mean, they're they're right up there with them. And so I think they're trying to figure out how do they either do a slow roll or how do they prevent it or how do they, you know, keep kicking the can down the road or can they just wait it until they come up with new technology and it won't be an issue? I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. Right. I, I'm with you. You know, you can always count on Google to come up with a new technology, right? But it, it has been a little bit slower. I know they did file an interesting patent, which, you know, that's a whole different topic. But it, it was around this very thing of fingerprinting because it was about API calls from the browser to the website asking for specific information rather than caching it in the user agent fields and, and the like with, uh, with IP address. So it effectively is a way for the browser to work without IP address and a lot of the elements that we typically associate with fingerprinting. So I, I do think that they see a way forward. Um, yeah. In 2023, I think something, even if it's an intermediate step, there'll be a closer step towards cookies. That's my opinion. Uh, we'll have to see what, what happens. I, I actually don't work at Google. <laughs> <laughs>